The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DVXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and you'll see two videos there at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from the previous day. You can click on that and watch it up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll go live in that little area. And then on the right side of the page is where we're streaming. So you can click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then click on the rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner when you do that. And that'll take you over to our chat and rumble. And uh, we are streaming on rumble at uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. And um, then also we're on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. 
and then dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Right up under where we're streaming live on sonsoflibertymedia.com, though, is where you can sign up for our newsletter. Please do that and help us out, get the word out. Again, we're under heavy censorship, just like a lot of people who are trying to bring you the truth about what's going on in the world. Um, and especially when you bring a biblical and a constitutional foundation to that and hold up who's actually the lawless people in our midst that need to be brought to justice, you really get censored, okay? So if you guys can help us, we'd appreciate that. And by the way, I've got a lot of people. It's the middle of the day. We are pre-recording, even though we are live <laughs> at this moment right now. i got people in the house kind of moving around. So uh, if you hear a little noise, please pardon that. Uh, also, while you're there at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, if you agree with our message and you'd like to keep us out in the 50 states, uh, both out in person, uh, on the radio, and on the Internet, there's a donate button. You can help us do that. Uh, you can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also available. Our store is also available. we got a lot of um, great conversation starters as well as some equipping tools. This week we're highlighting Bradley's My War comic book novel, The Testimony of Bradley Dean. This is done by uh, former DC Comics artist Danny Bulinati. And uh, it's normally $15 donation. This week, we're allowing it to go out for 20% off when you use the promo code COMIC20. That's COMIC and the number 20. And um, that's through Saturday night at midnight. So if you want to get in on that deal, and this is not like a comic book that you've seen before. This is not those flimsy little comics, you know, they sell at the comic store. This is a book. It's got good, thick paper on it. Uh, the the artwork is just really second to none. It, it, it'll rival anything that's out there. And it gives the testimony of how Bradley came to know the Lord Jesus and how he brought him out of a life of sin and also has put him in the ministry. And uh, there, you also get the Declaration of Independence in there. There's the Constitution and some other things. Um, I think there's some, some questions and such. So if you want that, again, Comic 20 before Saturday at midnight, get you 20% off. All right? Okay, so we're going to skip our normal formalities of videos and uh, highlights. I'll have that in the archive when we do that later this morning and the reason is is because we're doing this two days early <laughs> so uh, with that said we've got a special guest on the line and you know we've had uh, Kate comes on every Saturday with us uh, Dr. Carrie Madej has been on I don't know how many times four five six times with us uh, she's a friend of the ministry we've had Dr. Lee Merritt on and in fact when this airs she will have been on the previous day and all of these ladies have spoke very highly of our guest that we're having today, who is Casper McLeod. And you guys are going to, I think you're probably going to enjoy the interview we have with Casper. And Casper is, I believe if I understand correctly, Casper, you're from Manchester, but you're living in Georgia. Is that correct? And I want to welcome you to the Sons of Liberty, man. Uh, delighted to be here with you and rather like your intro. I, I am quite a rocker myself. Not so much a boat rocker, but I don't mind doing that either. <laughs> well, I I told I told uh, I told some friends. I said, now when Casper comes on, he reminds me of some of the '80s hair bands guys that I used to listen to. I was thinking of uh, what was that band? Autograph or something. That was that was the guy you kind of remind me of. But you you got a history here. You're you're a pastor now. Um, you you follow the Lord Jesus, but you're a pastor in. And you're a musician, but you've got a history. And so let's just open up with this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you grew up, what you got into, how you came to know the Lord, and, and some things like that. And let's just let's just take it from there. Well, um, all good questions. I um, started out quite a long time ago, and just 
music was just such an important part of my life, um, playing with bands in Northern England and uh, getting record deals and all that. I, but no, I actually, when I got ordained, um, I should start here maybe, uh, the pastor that ordained me looked at me and said, don't be go getting a haircut and you know, wearing a three-piece suit because you're reaching people we can't reach. I don't know if that really impacted me quite um, until I, in 2019, I was invited to play as the only Christian artist at the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. And I met some of Jimi Hendrix's bandmates the night before and asked them to sit in with me. And I said, yeah. <laughs> so there I am playing with Jim Sultan um, on this 50th anniversary of Woodstock. And uh, they asked me to preach as well, being the pastor guy. I, I was actually talking with uh, my friend, Dr. Ali Marzulli, I, I've been a staff writer for him. Ali and I have done like, countless um, conferences and interviews over the years, written books and things. Um, and so I, you know, I started talking about quantum physics, and I'm sure people are looking at me like, what kind of pastor is this guy? Um, <laughs> I ended up talking about the story of Nicodemus, you know, he was a well-respected man about town, doing all the best things so conservatively. And he comes and has an encounter at night with the Lord Jesus, Yeshua. And he basically, the Lord obviously knows everything there is to know and cuts to the chase and goes, Nicodemus, you got to get born again. Nicodemus can't sort that one out. And he's gone, Lord Jesus has gone, like, Nicodemus, you're like the, the most esteemed rabbi, the most educated guy here in Jerusalem. And you don't even know where the wind goes and where it comes from and where it's going to end up. So how can I tell you about quantum physics and string theory? So I kind of took it from there. I, I didn't know exactly um, how far they let me go, but I, I did share a salvation message. And in my amazement, there were celebrities there um, embracing me afterwards, thanking me for sharing Jesus with people there in the audience. Um, some of them have been with our church ever since. Our online church has been growing quite a lot since then. But I, you know, I played with a lot of bands, a lot of... Um, some of the highlights in my life were um, one of my best friends is Tommy James. Tommy James is Shondell's. So I've gotten to be a Shondell, write songs with Tommy. Um, that's been a lot of fun. He's, he's a wonderful Christian man, just really bold for Christ. Um, in fact, we pray backstage the same way we would have prayed if we were in a church service. And you know, thank you, Lord, for giving us these gifts to share and maybe glorify you now as we go out here and share our gifts with the people. And I've also got to work with um, another great friend of mine uh, who invited me to play with him when I was first starting out, it was Rick Derringer. Rick's really um, propelled me to do some other things um, that I might not have done in um, using it nice, you know, get, getting into a second environment at all. I wasn't really reluctant to do that the whole time I've been in ministry. But I think Rick for pushing me over the edge on that one. Um, my friend Phil Keggy um, is the one that led me to the Lord. We've been great friends. He's like an older brother to me. Somebody I always seek advice from. So um, Cop that gives you a bit of a, of a sense of it all. Yeah, and you know, I was looking through this gallery. I'm kind of showing people uh, some of the the people you're talking about. Phil Keggy was one of my favorites. I never knew who he was until I became a Christian. And then I saw where he lost a finger too, and he was just—he's a great guitarist and things of this nature. But 
you know, coming in and talking with these people at Woodstock, that must have really been something to engage with people who, when you go back, what what is that, like 50 years or so ago, and you're playing with these guys who were around all of this, how, how should we say, I mean, it, just this really wickedness at the time, and now you're given an opportunity to call men to repentance, to follow after Jesus. I mean, that must have been quite an experience to, to, to have. I, I actually was the only artist that played twice, apparently. I had played both on Saturday and, and Sunday morning. Um, but when I walked off stage, um, the first performance we gave, Iron Butterfly was up after us, and Eric Bernard, who's the guitarist, and Iron Butterfly hugged me on stage and said, Pastor Casper, you just played every guitar lick I ever learned in my life. Which was, you know, quite some nice compliments, getting the Sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it was interesting to kind of, you know, enter back in, in, into that world. And, you know, they all need Jesus. Everybody needs Jesus. Everybody needs the Lord. And they need the love of God. I, I think we're in a season, a time now where God wants to heal our hearts and, and draw us back to Him so that we can fulfill destiny He's got for us for such a time as this. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah, and we use our gifts as as we're given them. We all don't have the same gift, but we've got the same Spirit who gives those gifts, right? And our message is the same one that the Lord Jesus, the Apostle Paul, and the and the apostles gave, even the prophets of the Old Testament, and that is, repent, turn unto God, be reconciled unto God, and He's made a way whereby we know that is in the death of His Son, the Lord Jesus. And this is this is the latest from Casper. Uh, and it's called Walking in Authority. Now, you're kind enough to send me those. I've been listening to a few songs and uh, watched the video there. This lady, now people can't see it because of the download thing here. This lady in the middle is your violinist. Now, one of my girls plays violin. She loves to play violin. I had to ask her to stop her, her uh, practice so we could do this interview here. But this lady, now the other two guys you got playing, they're just kind of playing. This lady's lively. Tell us a little about this lady in the middle here, your violinist, because she really gets into it, man. Well, I, I think they all get into it, but um, her name is Renee True, and she's like my musical twin. I mean, she really is like having a twin sister. <laughs> he, he constantly will say pretty much the same thing at the same moment. Somebody asks us a question, we, we answer um, with so much track in the same, um, especially musically, we just I, I just have such a fantastic time trading licks back and forth with her. Uh, anything I can play, she can play. Um, anything she's playing, you know, she'll throw it back to me. So um, we just have a fantastic time together. Um, you know, the other guys, I mean, they're really into it. But, you know, there's just so much liveliness you can get sitting beyond a drum kit or sure. holding down our, our keyboard player, Donovan. Asal is um, holding on the bass as well as, you know, all the keyboard work. So that's quite a gift to do right there. We, we got to a point where we realized we didn't need a bassist, a bass player, because Donovan can do it for us. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, one of the things, too, is and I wanted people to notice within this uh, this album cover that you've got, you know, you got some people like Dave Dabmeyer. He contributes uh, on occasion to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We've got Kate Shimarani. We've got Carrie Madej. These are just people I recognize. This looks like Brian Artis. This looks like Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Lee Merritt. I don't know a lot of these other people we have in here. It kind of reminds me of the old um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band cover. That's what it reminds me of. But you, you've done this. This is like two CD, two full CDs. And the music that you write 
is filled with scripture. But the thing that I liked, I was showing um, uh, one of my kids. I said, "Look at this." I said, "Just watch what goes on here." I was watching the um, the song that we played at the that we're going to play at the at the pre show, and that's uh, up to something. And how you're taking things that are going on in the world right now. You're not just doing vague generalities. You got songs like nanobots and this, and you're you're calling out these things, and you're using the scripture to do it. Can you can you kind of give us a little background? This up to something song. Can you give us a little background on what brought that out of you? We were in the recording studio, and I we we didn't go in to make a, a double album, twenty four songs. It's just sort of like we started in January. It's you know New Year. Let's make a new album. We we did two albums last year as well. It was Black Swan and Back to Back, which I think Back to Back had fifteen songs on it, and the other one maybe fourteen. We worked with Glenn Taylor as well as Tommy James, producer, co-producer, engineer. Um, so, and like even the album cover, you know, just kind of surrounding myself with my closest friends, like Dr. Kerry Marte and Dr. Sherry Templey, Dr. Lee Merritt, you know, Brian Ellis. We've all done conferences together. We've done lots of stuff together. Um, Tommy James is in there as well as Rick Derringer and uh, Carmen Apice, who played on the opening track. Um, a lot of my pastor friends, and then you've got the the Weasel Club with their mask on, the people that are trying to push this agenda on us in, in the bulldozer, that we're all kind of like, no, not happening, you're not coming here. So we were in the studio, and uh, Renee of Islandist, Fidelologist, as well, <laughs> um, she'd said something to me about Justin Trudeau maybe lowering some restrictions in Canada, and I had my guitar in my hand, and I just played a little guitar lick and saying, you know, he's up to something, we know it's no good. So Renee ran and got a mobile phone and said, do that again. I'm like, do what? She goes, do that riff again, you know? So she filmed me doing a little riff and sent it to me. We all got home. I looked at it and went, hmm, just kind of prayed, and, which is what I normally do, just pray and then play. Um, so like 15 minutes later, I wrote up to something, which is, you know, like, can't wait to, um, to take you out of the crimes against humanity. Um, these guys, are, you know, they need to come be accountable for what they're doing. Amen. They absolutely do. Now, one of the things that we talked about, and I, I, I'm, I'm just very straight up and very honest about this. When somebody recommends me have a pastor on the show or something like that, I'm always very timid because I don't know what I'm going to get. Uh, and you and I talked on the phone, and almost a, immediately it seemed like we were on the same page. We see God's judgment. We're referencing Deuteronomy 28, Leviticus 26. We're we're talking about uh, the work of the Lord Jesus and how He saves sinners. And I think maybe you and I have a little bit of difference in eschatology, but on the on the main thing of where we're what the message is about, I felt very comfortable in talking with you. And uh, so that's why you're here today. So with these opportunities that you're given, Casper, how how is how are these things opening? Because you, you talk about this and see, I know nothing about this. I played music back in high school with some guys in a band. Um, I've got my oldest daughter and the next daughter down and the next one and the next one play uh, piano. Uh, the one. What is she? She's like the fourth one down. She's the one who plays violin. And then the sixth one down, she plays violin. My oldest boy plays whatever he can get his hands on. 
and he's pretty much taught himself drums, guitar. He he he'll even look up weird kind of instruments that he can buy so he can learn how to play them. Uh, but for you, you're saying you you write a song here in 15 minutes, and you guys have 24 songs in this this latest album you've done. How does that? How does that go out? Does it have a lot of impact where you play? Do you get people that come up and they go, wow, that really that really had an impact on me. I'd never thought about this, or this was really convicting to me. Or, do you get some response from the people over your music uh, when you go and play? Yeah, quite a lot, actually. It's very, very encouraging to us. Um, you mentioned Nanobots. Uh, Nanobots was a single we put out last year. And it mentions Dr. Kerry Madej in, in the middle of it that we all need to be speaking out the truth. Like, uh, um, one of the things about you know pastoring was that we just thought, look, let's just get back to the integrity of the first century church. So we started, um, we started out of the medical buildings. Some um, physician friends of mine then invited me to come speak to his uh, patients and colleagues, and I, I administered that day on somebody with cancer and left without it and so they were like hey can you come back and do it again well i've already been ordained and i just that was fine i just wanted to play concerts but um next thing i knew you know basically the lord just made it very clear as pastoring this church to upper room fellowship and the whole principle is just let's just get back to the word of god i, I had somebody come to our Amen. service um a couple of years ago from one of the popular churches where um you know, they knew you've got like 20,000 members or something. And he said, they don't even quote the scriptures there. He said, I come over to you and I wrote them down. You quoted 85 scriptures in that message you just gave. Well, I had no idea, you know, just, but what I've got to say is not important, but the word of God says is vital to your life. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I'm glad that people see that because we do have a lot of the modern church and it's there to tickle the ears it's there to make fee people feel comfortable in their sin, not to really challenge them. It's, in many cases, it's there, as Second Peter 2 says, uh, the, the hirelings in the pulpit are there for uh, sexual favors or they're there for money. That's what they're after for people. And the scriptures warn us about that. So that's 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 really great that somebody comes up and says, hey, you're giving me the word of God and I'm going down here and this guy isn't doing that. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, you what? You feed my sheep, you feed my lambs, right? He did indeed, and um, you know he's gone to prepare a place for us. One, one of the things at the beginning of the album, um, I was so glad that um, my friend Carmen Apice played drums on that first opening track. Uh, Carmen had played with um, Rod Stewart for years, and uh, we were talking. Kind of, we we get together once in a while, play in each other new song ideas, and he was kind of, um, hey, I just want to want to play for the Lord now. I mean, he, he is a Christian man. And even though he's been in the secular world such a long time, but the Lord's been, you know, redirecting some of his energies now. So it's kind of like, great, let's, you know, let's do this together. So it's really a prayer, but the music, um, dealing about these end times that we're all facing and that we shouldn't be deceived by all the lies and the propaganda and the mind control technologies that are playing out right now. Use the word of God, the almighty word of God. Get in the word of God, the word of God gets into us. And the Lord said, you know, he's going to, we can do all things, and he's going to strengthen us to get through, right? Philippians 4.13. This That's is right. how we do it into the end, I mean, until he rescues us and makes us free from this fallen world. 
Yeah, well, then he sends us back into that fallen world. He takes us out of the world, so to speak, puts us right back into it, and he fills us with his spirit to accomplish his purposes. That's a great way. That's a great way to put it. And you haven't you haven't shied away from that. You know what you were saying about uh, the guy telling you not to cut your hair and stuff uh, and, and things. I think is a is a great thing uh, because it's what what changes on the inside. Jesus says it's not what goes into the man that defiles him. It's what's coming out of him and out of the heart. You know the mouth speaks and all these all these kinds of evils come out of our heart. And so Bradley has had that. He does the afternoon show. He was actually told by D. James Kennedy years ago the same thing. You know, don't don't cut your hair. Don't. He's a drummer. Uh, don't you know? Cover up your tattoos. He says because people are going to look at you and they're going to immediately go, okay, this guy's doing something I like, and then they're going to hear your message. And I remember Ron Paul said years ago, speak because people can't unhear what you say. And I think that's that's the power of the gospel is people can't unhear what we tell them in the gospel message. Absolutely true. Um, Dr. Carrie Madey and I were doing a, a Zoom meeting in Scotland a few weeks ago and you know, really getting into some heavy ideas and profound things going on. And we took questions at the end and the first guy that asked me questions from Scotland asked me, how come I had long hair and I'm a pastor? And my response is basically, when you think of the Lord Jesus, do you think of him as a bald guy? Um, so, um, I mean, actually, I've, I've written several books on the Shroud of Turin, um, Spiritual Encounters with the Shroud, probably my favorite one that I did. Um, my editor was Barry Schwartz, who was one of the, the scientists that was on the original Shroud team. And the questions that were asked in that book were all directly from um, an interview I did with Ali Mazzuli. And I, I, you know, when you look at the shroud, and, and it's just a, for, especially for the unbelievers, I've had these encounters where I've used that book to, to bring an unbeliever into the faith. Um, it, it's an extraordinary piece of evidence that the church has basically ignored for such a long time. You know, so, the Sons of Liberty, it reminds me of 2 Corinthians 3.17, now the Lord is that spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's right. And so, you know, we're called to expose sin. The church, the Christians that have been lukewarm, they, they're, they're living in places of worldliness and compromise, you know, they should be convicted when the Holy Spirit's there. Um, otherwise, they become like the deaf, dumb, and blind, and they're unwilling to surrender to Christ. Um, that's what we're here for. In fact, when you look at the um, a lot of churches, a lot of denominations use Revelation 3.20 to, to lead, try to lead an unbeliever into salvation, but that's written to believers, not unbelievers. That's right. And yeah. five or seven churches in, in um, Revelation were rebuked by the Lord seriously because they weren't staying on the narrow path of holiness. Um, I should share this one little this good example, maybe. But I was working on a message on Saturday morning, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, leave everything right now, get on your horse, I'm equestrian, and, and ride down the lake. And I'm like, Lord, I got a lot of work to do. You know, I'm still looking up scriptures for tomorrow morning. And he said it again. So it's like, I've learned over the years, just do what he says. So get on my horse, I ride down to the lake. And it doesn't make any sense to me because I've got a lot of work here in the office. And these two women are coming towards me. My horse is like a cheap magnet, you know, they always want to bet the horse, don't we bet yours? And so we're talking, you know, basically giving them the Sermon on the Mount, 
And, and one of the ladies says she's Jewish. I went, well, hallelujah, so is you know, Yeshua. I ended up leading her in salvation and using the shroud um, as a basis for our conversation, which the book had just come out. Um, her friend took my number and called me and said, you don't understand what just happened. This Jewish lady was moving away. Her husband had passed away, so she was moving to another state to live with her kids. She goes, I've been trying to lead her into salvation for 15 years, and I prayed this morning on my knees, don't do something because she's going to leave town, and I'll never get another opportunity to speak to her about it. And then you come up on a horse and lead her into salvation. Well, obviously, you know, some people plant and some water and some seed the harvest. That's right. Yeah, and but God gives the increase, doesn't he? He does do that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we're stubborn about it. I get it. We we go, don't you know what I got going on here? And and we talk to him and, and we'll we'll think that in such a way when we shouldn't be doing that. We should be those who, who are in fear of God. We have a we have a, 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 a felile fear of God in that we want to obey him when, when he speaks like that. So I yeah, that's a that's a tremendous story, and I've had some of those encounters as well. Uh but but again the message today out of the church is God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that's not the message of the scripture because he didn't have that message for Pharaoh <laughs> and he didn't have that message for Herod and he didn't have that message for the enemies of God's people. Uh, he had a he had a, a judgment message for them and he had a warning message for people who wanted to leave the covenant and go back, like in the book of Hebrews, he had a, a, several warnings there saying, wait a minute, if you go back to the old things, if you cast Christ off, the fulfillment of all of this Old Testament stuff, there's not there's no sacrifice for sin. In fact, there's a fearful looking forward to judgment. And today, the preachers don't want to give that message and, and, call, and call, call men to, to, to leave their sin and follow after Christ. Absolutely. First John um, two fifteen, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, love the Father is not even in him. Um, in other words, if you're a child of God, nothing, absolutely nothing in this world will ever totally satisfy you. Nothing on earth is worth more than the gift of eternity in heaven. You know, um, Mark um, eight thirty six says, "What shall profit a man if he shall gain the whole world, lose his soul?" And this is the message that we need to get to the. Gates of Hell uh, Foundation, the World Economic Forum, um, you know, or the World Health Organizations, because they're trying to alter humanity. You know, with the, you're all nothing and be happy about it, right? Because Klaus Schwab and his gang trying to rip you off with mind manipulations. And let's not forget, um, you know, Dustin Moskowitz and his, uh, you know, paying off the, the check for Event uh, 201. Yep. I mean, this, this is all, and you know this. I mean, I'm sure your audience is well aware of this. This whole thing is about them getting. I think this whole vaccination nonsense is. It's um, this is about CRISPR technology. I wrote about that in my book back in 2016 on um, unmasking the future. Where I, it's, the guy actually, the guy in Scotland, had, had pointed out that how Dr. Carrie Mudde was one of the first that called us attention to what was in the the ingredients, the, what, what bio nanotechnology was in there, and then commented that I'd written something in 2016 and eight years earlier that mapped out everything we see playing out right now. Yeah, yeah, and she's brought out several things since that time. I know that one video kind of propelled her 
it's almost ironic we're using the term viral after we're kind of coming to the conclusion they're under viruses this is an issue of we're being we're being uh, we're having toxins fill us and things of that nature but she's also been on the show to talk about what was in the um in the kids shots and all of the i mean they threw everything literally i think maybe kitchen sink was listed in there too but all these weaponized things that were thrown in there fungus fungus and all kinds of just junk that's thrown in there and you, you just kind of have to ask yourself what kind of mad scientist and that's what i see them as uh is concocting this thing and say yeah this is a good thing to put in the human body to fight off anything i just it just blows my mind i think the the compromise like the scientists at CERN. i mean they're like the actors in hollywood that they've um however they made it happen they compromised them and then they hold it over them like they've got video footage of them if you don't do what we're telling you, we'll expose this, and you'll your life will be ruined. You know, back in um, March 2020, I recall going to my church uh, from Microsoft ID 2020 Alliance with Bill Gates thingy. Um, was it? It was stated. Uh, I almost memorized this. As more and more transactions become digital in nature, built around a single global identification standard, supported by Microsoft, Kaching, because that's where the money's going to flow, right? Then it goes the question of who's going to govern this evolving global community and economy becomes relevant, especially since non-participants in the system would be unable to buy or sell goods or services. That's, I looked at my church and went, this is Revelation 13 right in front of you. This is happening right in front of you. And then um, I remember some of the pastors, you know, uh, especially one in, in the UK that rebuked me for, for expounding on Revelation 18, where the merchants, uh, Revelation 18, 23, the merchants, the great men, like the, the Bill Gates and the George Soros and the Klaus Schwab's, you know, will deceive the entire world with sorcery, which means pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah, and we brought that out here as well, and I think even more and more we're seeing that come to pass, and of course we referenced the, the U.S. Constitution, at least in our land, and the one thing that's that's not lit well there's several things not given in the u.s constitution one is not a matter of our health we, we didn't give the federal government or our forefathers didn't give them the authority to rule our and write law and all this stuff concerning our health we certainly didn't authorize them to establish things like the fda the fbi nsa the cia the irs any of these kinds of things we didn't we didn't authorize them to do that and yet they've been usurping that authority. I mean, this if this doesn't speak of who's behind them, the great usurper himself, then I don't know what does. And yet the one thing missing, Casper, and we say it all the time on here, is rendering justice. And the church has been taught now, you don't render justice. You have to show more mercy to the criminal than you do his victims. How backwards is that? There's so many places um, people pull the scriptures out of context. We've got to read scriptures contextually and understand what they really mean. Uh, sometimes you have to go back and look it up in the Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic. So um, I, I think right now, every believer needs to understand these so-called vaccines um, are, are a DNA you know, modification. And, and, and this is the love of money, the root of all evil. And many have pierced themselves, many sorrows now they're piercing themselves with injections. Yeah. We're looking at the beast system, you know, setting up right in front of us. And, and so, you know, the people that are doing this, nobody took a gun to their head. They just took a temperature gun 
right? They didn't, and a mask and, and, and scared them into this. Nobody was forced to do any of this stuff. Oh, but I can't see my grandkids. If, you know, I, I, um, all these excuses people made, it was ridiculous because they're not knowing the word of God. And we've got lots of churches, you know, you're right. They're just like tickling people's ears, just like the, the Lord warned us would happen in the last days. It's happening right now. Yeah, and there's 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 that issue too that we go back into Leviticus, you know, where Moses um, was speaking before the modern scientists figured it out, and he says the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I've read that context many times uh, here on the show, and I'm like, God specifically says something about the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. You don't mess with it. You don't drink it, uh, even from the animals. You're to eliminate that before you eat the meat uh, and such. And so. Somehow, though, they have they have altered the message that God has given to say, oh, well, we don't need to worry about looking after our bodies and things, even though the, body, the, the Bible says our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And we are spoken of at, when we come together as the church or as the ecclesia, then as when we come there, we are the what? The body of Christ. And we're to discern that. First Corinthians 11. We're to discern what the body of Christ is. It's us. He has given his body that we might be his hands and feet in this world. And somehow we've went full on spiritual and we've forgotten what's going on right here and now, too, because that's just as important as the spiritual because they, they work together. Absolutely. And, and think about it. Why would anybody inject pathogens into a perfectly healthy body in the first place? I mean, this thing's been a scam since um, uh, Dr. Jenner back in Gloucester in the 1800s, you know, started. I mean, this, this whole vaccination madness has been going on a long time. Um, I mean, if you believe that's going to protect you, then, you know, I've got a bridge to sell you in London. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, he, or well, I could say, well, you can have you can have bridges, over, you know, can have, you can have an oceanfront property, I guess, down here in South Carolina if you're on the coast. But I had a friend, um, Stephen Hallbrook, and his father's, I guess, more famous for his Second Amendment books and his anti-gun stance and and things. Uh, one of his things was. Um, uh, Gun Control in the Third Reich, that was one of the, the books. But his son, who goes by the same name, uh, came up with a website, and we had him on, I don't know, a couple of years ago. I was trying to get him back on, but uh, it was called Christianity, or excuse me, I think it's Vaccine, no, it's not that. I was trying to type it in, because I, I get them mixed up. It's vaccinesinchristianity.org, I think. I think that's what it is. We'll have it up for people so they can check it out. But Stephen came on and really gave me something that I didn't know because I remember as a junior high schooler, because I'm trying to think of what classroom I was in and who my teacher was, and it was junior high. No, it wasn't. It wasn't junior high. It was high school. And I remember them going through some history, and they were trying to tie the guys coming up with vaccines with Christians, saying they were Christian men. They were looking at these things. They were Christian men. And... Um, it was it was interesting because Stephen said, "Oh, Tim, this is vaccines. What we term as vaccines have been around for centuries." And he actually talked about the fact that a lot of pagan religions had their own vaccination, and to take that vaccination was basically a prick in the skin 
to take that was your allegiance to the God of that society and that that God was going to protect you. And I'm sitting here thinking, isn't that what they're doing here in in the United States of America or in England or wherever they're giving these shots out at? You're right. I mean, you, you covered a lot of great stuff in what you just said. And you know, we are the Holy Temple. We've got people looking for the third temple that built, right? And yet the Lord told us clearly, temple built with all hands. That's uh, right. That's right. The temple and, and the abomination of desolation in Daniel and again in the New Testament. So what do we got here? We got these scientists that are absolutely stalkerating mad, trying to erase God's signature, which is written on your cells, trying to erase it and, and replace it with their signature. So and they already got patents on it, right? So now they own you. This is this is corrupt as the, the authentication uh, process that's going on with this, selling your your birth certificates and all the rest of the nonsense. Um, again, you know, we're looking at a genetic modifier. Um, this is primarily the ex most existential threat to humanity today it's because it changes your DNA. Then you're no longer human. If you're no longer human, uh, and we look at Revelations uh, 3 where it says, um, you know, I, I will be your God and, and you'll be covered in white raiment and, you know, and your name will not be blotted out of the book of life. Well, wait a minute. If you read that carefully, that means your name could be taken out once it's put in. So there's a lot to this. And then if we look at, um, I think it's Revelation 21, where he says the first people who don't enter into heaven, uh, the, the liars and the fearful, yep, they're right there with the whoremongers and, and the murderers. Yeah, the, f the first ones in there are the cowardly and unbelieving. That's exactly right. And and so many people, like you said, they give excuses. Well, I got to take this because I got to go on vacation or I got to you know be able to see my kids or I got to go see my friends or I got to go to the nightclub or whatever the case may be. And it's like... Are you not paying attention to the people who are being injured? Are you not paying attention? And I think a lot of them, Casper, they're just, they're completely oblivious to what's going on around them. They're not, they're living their life. They're like the people before the flood. They're continuing on. There's warnings that are going out, but they're continuing on in what they're doing. And they're like that until what happens? The door gets shut and the rain starts falling. And then all of a sudden they go, wait a minute. Didn't somebody say something about rain before? And they're trying to get in, and, and it's too late at that point. It is at that point. Um, that's why we're saying what we're saying now. I, I think you had a program I listened to while I was traveling. We were talking about people like um, Franklin Graham saying, if Jesus was here, he would take the vaccine. No, he wouldn't. Where do you get that in the scripture? That's right. That's insane. You know that, And then when you look back at how this played out, there's... Uh, Billy Graham, I know people love him, but, you know, look at the pictures of him with the Freemasonry stuff on. And uh, William Hiss going, you know, we, we can't have women preachers, so let's take out Amy McPherson, give her a lot of trouble, squash her, and, and lift up, puff up Billy Graham, make him, you know, look at this thing. I mean, you, they mix in a bit of truth. It's like giving people, the devil come along, give you a steak dinner with strychnine in it. And then think about that, too. You know, just recently, the Spanish... Um, uh, meteorological agency came out confessing Spain's been, been spraying the lead dioxide, the chemtrails, silver oxide, um, the dynamite uh, with the secret United Nations EU agreement. Let's use chemtrails and these deadly pesticides. We'll spray people with pesticides. Yeah, like we're, that's going to get rid of the, the bioweapons that they released. It's opposite insanity. Yeah, it really is. And, and one of the things, though, that I like about what you're saying is 
you're a guy who you're you're pastoring some people there. You're shepherding them. That's really what the term pastor is. is It's a gift. It's not really an office. the The office is that of an elder or a bishop, depending on how you how you translate that. But you you have a gift where you're looking after people. The book I think the book of Hebrews where it talks about you know we shouldn't try to give a hard time for those who are in that position so that they can give an account with joy, not with you know this this begrudging thing of having to deal with a, a rebellious kind of sheep. So uh, that's 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 where that's where your giftingness is. So when you when you know these things, you're conveying that to the flock that God's given you, and I. I think too many times the pastors in America or the elders of the bishops have not been doing that. They've been trying to make everything so, quote-unquote, spiritual, but they're not relating it to how the people live their lives in the midst of the society that they're in so that they have that kind of impact, so that they make them, as Ephesians 4 says, they equip them for the work of ministry. They're, the ministers is not the guy standing in the pulpit. It's the people who he's training, just like the coach does for the, the sports teams. Absolutely. That's what the, uh, Ephesians 4, 11, 12, I mean, equipping the saints. Our job is to help you get prepared. We're like a coach running alongside, helping you do the right thing. I mean, we look at, you know, Galatians, right? Who's bewitched you that you not obey the truth? Um, that's what's going on right now. I shared at, at a conference recently, I said the logic that they're using right now, they're pushing this, you know, COVID mania injections, uh, Fauciitis, it'd be akin to me saying, you know, I'm going to go wash my hands right now, but I can't get them clean unless everybody in the world will wash their hands too. <laughs> like, what is, I, I, I get so frustrated with, the, I get around other pastors and ministers, the majority of them, They've never heard of anyone like, they don't, they don't know who Klaus Schwab is. They don't know who Dr. Yabel Noah Harar is, right? I think he's trying to alter the, the role of Antichrist at the moment. I mean, for him to say there's no such thing as free will, freedom, you know, um, and he's using his free will to tell you that you've got no free will and saying things like that thing about Jesus uh, being raised from the dead and being the son of God is, is, is fake news. Yeah, well, I'd like to see him debate that. Because the evidence is, you know, overwhelming. It is. He's got no no basis to say such a thing, except that he works for the kingdom of darkness. Yeah, and we've we've had a discussion on on the issue of free will. You know, I'll take the reformer side because Martin Luther said this was the issue on which everything hinged was this issue of free will, and I believe the will is bound by sin until it's been released by Christ, and then we become uh, we become a slave unto Christ, or a servant of righteousness. And so, Harari, you mentioned him, this guy, uh, there's a reason he talks the way he is. He's an open sodomite, he is, a, he is at war with God, and in the midst of that, what do we expect to come out of him? But what Romans 1 says, where God, he won't honor God as God, so God turns him over to a reprobate mind to dishonor his body and dishonor everybody else's body. I, I don't know if he's unredeemable, but I pray for him. I pray for all of them, because the Lord said, you know, pray for our enemies, you know, that those who persecute and do harm. We're supposed to pray for them. That's, that's Christ hanging on a cross, going... Forgive them, Lord. They, they don't know what they're doing. That's even the first martyr gone. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Lay not this charge to them. And then we, you know, come back to like a, a Ezekiel 33, where, you know, if the watchman see the sword coming and doesn't warn the people, and the Lord's going to hold you responsible. Yeah, that's right.
That's right. And yeah, and I, I'm for praying for people that God would open their eyes, but at the same time, I'm I'm praying some of those imprecatory prayers too of Lord, let them get caught in the in the net they've set for me. Let them fall in the hole they dug for me. Let them be ensnared in the in the entrapments they have set for others. And at the same time, where the jurisdiction applies, let's bring justice against these people because it is a mercy to those who are not committing those crimes. It is. I, I would agree with that. Um, thinking about how this is all playing out, I mean, looking back, you know, as an artist, you're going to get perspective on it. Um, and then we've got this whole, like I've been exposing the, the whole Nephilim agenda on the UFO phenomena, and now we have to call it, uh, what is it? Unexplained aerial phenomena. But how is it that is, is, uh, this is being on mainstream now, right? They got all these kids being deceived with the, the ancient alien nonsense. Um, you had that uh, Lieutenant Commander Feather that came on one of the news channels uh, showing classified. How do you get classified footage that you can release? Of, of unexplained I wonder that too. <laughs> right? Who is this guy? He just he gets on a major news network. And, and starts showing this stuff, and they go, well, what do you think it is? He goes, well, it's not from this world. Oh, yeah, by the way, we've got craft. You know, the Pentagon releases more information. We've got, we've got craft from other worlds. I've been hearing all kinds of crazy stories for, for years with people I engage with, uh, you know, conferences and things. So this is all playing a part of it as well. Um, and think about, you know, Second Corinthians uh, 5.10, we're all going to, uh, stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So if you're not covered in the blood of Jesus, that, that's going to be problematic because he's going to judge whatever you've done, whether it be good or bad. Um, I, I think it's important for us as the church to remember, except those days be shortened, there'll be no flesh saved. If the elect sake, those days will be shortened, right? Matthew 24, um, 22. And that's what we're seeing playing out right now, that people, you know, they're not being a doer of the word. They're being hearers only sometimes. They're going to get the tickle, tickle with their ears. But they're deceiving themselves because they don't know the way to God anymore. Yeah, and if you don't know it, then you can't obey it, can you? I mean, oh, it, yeah. if our kids, if, if we leave our kids themselves and we never teach them, or we never correct them, we never discipline them, we never instruct them, then they're, they're just going to grow up and do whatever they're going to do. And we're sitting here as those who Deuteronomy 6 says that we're supposed to diligently teach them or to write them on the doorpost of their house or to be as frontless between our eyes or to be bound on our hand, all of this kind of stuff. And then we, we, we relate that, that it isn't just a spiritual teaching. It has real impact in what we do. We're told whatever our hand finds to do, do it with all our might out of Ecclesiastes. We're told, you know, the one who doesn't work shouldn't eat. That's a spiritual concept that comes right, right into the flesh, doesn't it? It does indeed. I'm thinking about this too. I mean, I was just thinking back at Walking in Authority, the, the new album. It's based on Luke 10 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And the church hasn't been engaging in, in doing that, right? They're not walking in authority that we've been granted. Instead, they've been cowering in the cleft of the rock like the Israelites, waiting for David to take out the Nephilim giant. Um, we're to live a life that, you know, Jesus said, you know, all power in heaven and earth has been given to me, and he's lending us some of that power in Luke 10, 19. So that means that means he left no power for the enemy. So everything he's using, he's using as a spirit of fear, which God didn't give you, which is merging with your thought life. Uh, I wrote a book on uh, from a biblical perspective on epigenetics called What Was I Thinking Years Ago? So all these neuronal pathways, right? So people are inter 
obtaining a spirit of fear which God didn't give you, and then they're essentially doing nothing for the Lord. We're to live a life that's glorifying, a life that's victorious in Christ. I, as a young believer, I was given Fox's Book of Martyrs. That's pretty heavy reading when you just get saved. But I came to realize if you haven't found the true gospel worth dying for, then you haven't found the true gospel worth Amen. That's right. Yeah, if you if you haven't found something worth uh, dying for, you're not going to live for it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We, you know, we've 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 talked about some of these things here before, Casper, and I've made mention of Kate. Just you know, she's a fairly young believer, a few years old in the faith. And I t- I told her, I said, when I watched some of the stuff going on as we stood by her here in the states, I said, Kate, you have no idea of how you're impacting people like me. Because I see your example, I see what God, God is. Te- he's He's trying you. He's putting you through through the fire, so to speak. And I said, you're coming out every time more refined and more diligent about being in the Word of God, knowing what it says, applying yourself to that in whatever you learn. And I think that's a tremendous uh, thing of what you're saying. Is she's not just hearing the Word; she's going and doing it, not deceiving herself. Kate. Miss Kate is, is, is an amazing. Uh, she's one of the most um, powerful women in the UK. And, uh, I think she's more mature in the faith, being a new believer than so many that have been in church for 50 years and are still on milk. Yep, I totally agree. I totally agree. And there, there are others like that. You can see the love of, of Christ in her. When she, even like I, there were some videos after the police had, harassed her and gave her such a bad time. She's still loving on them. She's doing, love your enemies. Yep. I mean, and blessing, bless those who curse you. She does that. She's, um, she's an amazing lady. Yeah, yeah. Well, Casper, look, we're, we're coming up on the end of the show. we got about uh, we got about a minute or so here. And what I want to do is you've got a couple of websites. And by the way, I did find that, that one from my friend Stephen Hallbrook. It is called vaccinesandchristianity.org. For those of you who want to check it out, I've made mention of it many times. But Casper, tell people where they can find out how they can get your music and uh, where they can check out some of your stuff. Well, the, the new album should be pretty much everywhere at this point, Amazon, Spotify, and all that kind of thing. Uh, but you can still go to caspermcleodmusic.com, and you can find it there, and, and all the other albums as well. Um, you can also reach me at theupperroomfellowship.org, which is our church website. Um, we've got articles and things on there as well. It, it hopefully will bless you. Okay. All right. Well, Casper, we appreciate you joining us and spending your time with us. And uh, I hope it I hope it is a blessing. I hope it is an encouragement to people. And they'll check out your sites and, and some of your music because I really enjoyed the music, too. If you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you as we close out. Uh, guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And because this is airing Friday, we'll see you in the morning with Kate Shimarani, 8 a.m. bright and early, Lord willing. Talk to you then. See you.